Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A commander in that steel plant in Mariupol, Ukraine, did an interview with the Washington Post. That very commander may be dead as we're speaking. Uh, He did an interview with the Washington Post. If you haven't heard it, we'll get to that a little bit later. It's... Pretty compelling stuff. And boy, if we were a show that did a lot of idiotic celebrity news, uh, the whole Johnny Depp trial. IRL. Uh, IRL in real life. I was just in the lunchroom getting some water. One of our coworkers was sitting in there with the big TV on. I said, are you watching this? He said, yeah, I started watching it. I can't turn it off. He said, I got work to do. But yeah, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard on the side by side. And he said, you know, one thing you got to keep in mind about these two people. They're actors. They're oh, like yeah. actors They're to the level. Actors, yeah. Johnny Depp's worth six hundred million dollars, so wow. you got to be pretty good to be worth six hundred million dollars. So how can you believe anything that comes out of him? Is he's talking yesterday about his mom trying to commit suicide in front of him and how it affected him, and that all might be true, but he's also one of the world's great actors. 
Well, he convinced me that he was a wise-cracking pirate scalawag, so he could certainly convince the jury that he's any number of different. And when Amber Heard pooped in his bed, was she acting or was that real? That's what we'll have to get down well, that to. That was method crop. acting. That's the whole point of method acting. She was trying to really feel the role of person who poops in bed. God, what an and, ugly uh, It was situation. a wonderful performance. <laughs> Completely convincing. We actually... Oh. It's a sick enough... We actually have some clips from it and some commentary on it. We'll get to later. Yeah, but we don't have time for that garbage right now because this is important, really is important. We're going to play you a, 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 a person, a clip, a human here. You're going to hear her voice. Uh, Michael, play 72 for us, then I will elaborate a bit. Trolls live everywhere. Can, can you just explain what it's like? Can you draw a picture of what it is like when a surge of harassment hits? It's horrifying, and it's not just me either. You know, they immediately dox you and go after your family members. They try and look up everyone who's ever, you know, been associated with you. Um, And it's just completely overwhelming and terrifying. That is reporter Taylor Lorenz, formerly of the New York Times, currently of the Washington Post, talking about being doxxed and harassed online. That does sound really concerning. She has more to say on this topic. Uh, 73, Michael. I've had to remove every single social tie. I had severe PTSD from this. I, I contemplated suicide. It got really bad. You feel like any little piece of information that gets out on you will be used by the worst people on the Internet to destroy your life. And it's so isolating All right. and terrifying. It's horrifying. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's overwhelming. Speaking of it's acting, really hard. speaking of acting, that's not great acting. Yeah, I hate the whole faking. You're upset. You don't have to cry to make your point. Everybody needs to please embrace that. We're a little off the topic. I know here. we are, but you don't have to pretend to cry to make your point. If I may return to my what was going to be a brilliantly constructed uh, argument slash profile. That was, again, Taylor Lorenz, who was characterized by Matt Taibbi as Taylor Lorenz, a dunce of historic proportions unleashed on the world by the New York Times. She is a part of a new brand of journalism that Taibbi and Glenn Greenwald, for instance, have utterly lambasted. Whereas they believe journalism is meant to be the free voice of the people holding the powerful to account, this is a new thing. Now the left journalism has become part of the left power structure. And people like Taylor Lorenz, and she's one of the leading lights of this, their job is to haunt chat rooms, haunt Reddit, haunt Twitter, go into private meetings by hack or invitation by a confederate, and report on anybody, any private citizen, any Joe nobody, who says something that they can then persecute and get that person in trouble uh, in the parlance of a middle schooler, more specifically, get them doxxed, get them fired, get them run out of their profession, make them move, terrorize them. Taylor Lorenz, and we'll get to the libs of TikTok uh, thing in a moment, more specifically, in the last several weeks, she has doxxed people, shown up at their homes, shown up at their relatives' homes, and tried to ruin their lives. The idea that she would be boo-hooing on MSNBC about people being mean online is an obscenity. Never mind the fake crying. That's obscene. Mm. Anyway, 
Being doxxed would suck. It absolutely would suck. Because there are a lot of crazies out there, and when they have your address and phone number and social security number and everything else that comes up, and and, and then harassing your friends and family, and all of a sudden your mom and dad and kids are brought into it and everything like that, oh my God. Yeah, I'm tempted to go a little further down that road, but uh, Libs of TikTok is an account on Twitter. It is a gal who posts uh, videos of uh, progressive types, the woke types, uh, their own videos. She reposts them. As they're proudly telling the world who they are and what they believe, she collects them and tweets them out. Occasionally with a couple of words of commentary about can you believe this or that sort of thing. But it is really just repeating their own words. Well, Twitter is constantly harassing her. And this Taylor Lorenz monster has decided to ruin the gal who runs this life for daring to use people's own words as an indictment of their crazy-ass beliefs. And it's really become ugly. And uh, various people, from Matt Taibbi, who's an avowed lefty, to Glenn Greenwald, who's all over the map, to Tucker Carlson, are all agreeing that this is vicious and horrible behavior. Yeah, that's a good point. That's quite the wide spectrum of people who are against this. Yeah, yeah, and so now that the vicious, vicious Taylor Lorenz has uh, targeted the creator of the libs of TikTok thing, uh, her life has grown uh, scary and ugly. Uh, clip 75, please, Michael. Well, it's, the past two days have been very chaotic and overwhelming. Um, I had to make some travel plans, you know, really fast, but I was not planning on earlier, so... There was a little bit of coordination that had to happen, um, and I'm now in a location where I don't think anyone would find me, um, not in any of the locations that Taylor Lorenz leaked or that anyone can find. Um, yeah. But I, it's it's been a little bit tough, but I'm not going to let this get me down. But so she's an aggregator of the nuttiest lefties out there. Mm-hmm. She grabs their social media and says, look at how crazy these people are. That's all she does. And then the Washington particularly, Post... Particularly people in positions of power like teachers who are uh, uh, proudly teaching kids this stuff. And then the Washington Post uses their immense powers of investigation to try to bring her down. That is not democracy dies in darkness, Jeff Bezos. I mean, what the hell? So in spite of the fact that she just posts what people have already proudly posted publicly, the Washington Post ran the Taylor Lorenz viciousness, complete with the woman's name and a link to the listing of her professional real estate license, complete with her address. Wow, that is so out of line. And uh, why would they do this? Um, And this writer, whose name is uh, Ed Morrissey, uh, says, why would they do that? I'll quote from Lauren's own justification for it, but you can find it. Blah, blah. Libs of TikTok reposts a steady stream of TikTok videos and social media posts, primarily from LGBTQ plus people, often including incendiary framing designed to generate outrage. Videos shared from the account quickly find their way to the most influential names in right-wing media. The account has emerged as a powerful force on the internet, shaping right-wing media, impacting anti-LGBTQ plus legislation, and influencing millions by posting viral videos and seemed aimed at inciting outrage among the right. 
yeah, sure, uh, Libs of TikTok has, you know, a fair number of followers, but it's still hardly one of the top accounts on the platform. The content on the account is almost entirely reposting of insane TikTok videos. What other impact results from the feed comes from the insanity demonstrated by the TikTok users themselves, and the reason Lorenz docked the user is the same reason why Twitter keeps locking the account only to unlock it later, because it's a left-wing effort to shut the account down, led by the manipulative, progressive attack dogs at media matters yeah i don't i don't like the argument that it's not that popular i I don't care if it's the most popular place on twitter that's not the least that's not an argument for why it shouldn't be on there good lord do you want to play the clip of an example of the libs of tiktok sure yeah Uh, that's 70 michael hi my name's as and i'm a preschool teacher Recently, we started wearing pronoun pins, and the kids get to pick a new pronoun pin every We have some that pick, like, she, her every single day, and we have some that change it up. So, I'm a non-binary preschool teacher, and my kids know I'm non-binary. Um, they know I'm not a girl or a boy. I use they, them pronouns in the classroom. We work on it. Not all the kids get it. That's okay. And I go by Mix Gray in the classroom, not Miss or Mr. Man, y'all thought me uh, teaching the children about me being poly was crazy. But not only that, but they also know that I'm gender fluid. I'm going to give you my explanation about what it means to be transgender as well. So when babies are born, the doctor looks at them and they make a guess about whether the baby is a boy or a girl. Kids as young as three and four are actually aware of their gender identity, even if they don't have the language for it. To say that pre-K through third grade are not ready for such topics is actually internalized homophobia and transphobia. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's what it is. And I particularly like the preschool teacher who goes Mm -hmm. by mix as opposed to Mrs. or Mr., because she's... I wonder if they're Latinx. Non-binary. Some of the kids don't get it. Oh, some of the four-year-olds don't get what the hell you're talking about? So that's an example of Libs of TikTok, and that should be the person who, who aggregates those teachers, mostly there, and exposes that to America for a discussion, so we can all discuss whether we think this is cool or not. She has her personal information put out there by the freaking Washington Post. She should be terrorized out of her home by the Washington Post. Not like some left wing. You knew they were scary uh, before, you know, uh, a website. The Washington Post. Yeah. Good Lord. I'd say to their shame. One more quote from uh, Matt Tybee on this uh, topic. My colleague Glenn Greenwald hit the nail on the head when he wrote about tattletale journalism in which media reporters for the largest companies spend their time attacking speech instead of defending it. This miserable trend reached its apex when Taylor Lorenz, a dunce of historic proportions unleashed on the world by the New York Times, attended an invitation-only clubhouse chat and not only reported that Silicon Valley entrepreneur Mark Anderson used the word retarded in a discussion about the GameStop uprising, but published the name and faces of those who are guilty of being present in silence silent during the commission of this heinous crime shows she published and doxed all sorts of people wait there's more lorenz was wrong on three counts one andreessen never said the word two the person who did say the word was merely relaying that the reddit users betting on gamestop called themselves the retard revolution uh third what the f 
Private utterances of the word retarded is news? As Greenwald points out, this would be joke behavior coming from a middle school hall monitor. Such deviance hunts, however, are now a central concern of media reporters like Brian Stelter and Oliver Darcy of CNN, Ben Collins and Brandon Zedrodny of NBC. He goes on to mention several people at the Times, the Post, etc. It is savage. It is vicious. It is sanctioned by our media elite. It's a mostly so far nonviolent cultural revolution like they had in China in the 60s is what it is. Yeah, but the lady who runs, uh, lives a TikTok is absolutely, metaphorically for now, being forced to her knees and being beaten for daring to go against the orthodoxy. Wow, that's amazing. I have such more, so much more to talk about. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Johnny Depp spent three hours on the stand. This is the first time the jury heard directly from the actor in his defamation trial against ex-wife Amber Heard. But never did I myself reach the point of um, uh, striking Miss Heard in any way, nor have I ever struck uh, um, any woman um, in my life. Talk slower, please. Um, and, and more ums. How, how do you interrupt the sentence, I have never um struck any um woman in my life? Uh, I've never hit a girl. Have you? Uh, that's Johnny Depp, one of the world's most famous actors. Objection, Your Honor. The defendant sounds so much like Johnny Depp, I can't focus. By the way, that was I from... guess he's the plaintiff, isn't he? Yeah, well, she badmouthed him uh, to the Washington Post. He claims that her badmouthing him cost him tens of millions of dollars, so he's spending way more money than he ever claimed he lost uh, by fighting this and alerting to the world to all his bad behavior. I think it was a real strategic error on his part. His part, he was going to be fine with his six hundred million dollars, and nobody would have ever heard any of this stuff about his personal life if he'd have just let it go. Well, yeah, although she she didn't name him in the Washington Post thing, but he was clearly the guy she was talking about, and she branded him a wife beater. You're you're the guy who's always screaming, I deny it from every rooftop, blah, blah, blah. He didn't want to be known as a wife beater. But I don't think anybody would have ever heard about any of this. <laughs> I wouldn't have. It wouldn't have reached me. Hashtag believe the women. If it hadn't been for these two trials. But anyway, let's hear the other clip about this. Depp said his initial relationship with Heard was, quote, too good to be true, but she later became a much different person. His family and friends have testified Heard was the aggressor in the marriage, physically attacking Depp. The actor is suing Heard for a December 2018 Washington Post op-ed she authored describing herself as a victim of domestic violence, even though Depp was not explicitly named. He was never charged or arrested on any abuse claims. Depp says Heard's op-ed damaged his reputation, costing him future film roles. So uh, this was on Fox News, by the way, yesterday. This was on Brett Baer's very special one-hour report. Well, I understand Fox News is now streaming the trial like it's OJ. Damn! I mean, live. That's what's on the network. Well, there's some pretty interesting stuff in there. They're both attractive, and uh, they're saying crazy S. 
So I guess that's I guess that's the hook. He says that his mom was horribly abusive and crazy and tried to kill herself in front of him at least once. And uh, he she became Amber Heard became his mom figure and he was trying to please her. And I don't know who knows with all this psychology and everything like that. You, 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 who knows? Who freaking That would knows? not be the first time that sort of thing happened, no, though. No. Also, it would be a pretty good thing that a very expensive lawyer might come up with if you're trying to, uh, you know, with millions of dollars at stake. So, who the hell knows? And she's got her own side of the story, but uh, I don't know. So, Fox is streaming this? Well, yeah, they're broadcasting it live. Wow. Uh, not I shouldn't say streaming. It's on the network. Wow. Fox News. Maybe I better pay more attention to it. Russia just made a pretty damn giant announcement. Holy crap. We'll have to. Uh, that's probably more important than whether or not Amber Heard pooped in Johnny Depp's bed once. <laughs> oh, it's holy crap big, huh? Oh, I yeah. Mean, the, the announcement, not Amber Heard and that thing. Poor choice of words. Oh, I apologize. Wow, that was poorly worded. I apologize. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So we have a double dose of scary foreign news. Um, one of them is definitely worth breaking news, Donkey. But I'll, I'll give you both of them at the same time. Breaking news, Donkey. Brandon, the breaking news, Donkey. When the donkey brays, the news breaks. <laughs> Actually, it's the other way around. I mean, we can't cause news to break by making the donkey bray. Just oh, that's to not clarify. Works? <laughs> really, I thought if no. the donkey brayed, all of a sudden news happened. That's not it? Hmm, not, not exactly, no. So anyway, this is not sorry. really the breaking news first. China's defense minister was on the phone with our SecDef, Secretary Austin, and said the demanded that the United States cease military provocation at, at, at sea in a phone call with our sec def, um, say, stating that Taiwan is part of China and no one uh, should get in the way of that. So that's relatively belligerent talk at that level to our sec def. But the bigger story is this out of Russia. Russia has test fired their new RS-28 Sarmat Satan II. Okay, so that's what Sarmat is in Russia. It's the, their Satan II intercontinental ballistic missile. Hmm. So they tested their new inter- ICBM that could reach the United States, obviously, with a nuke. And Putin himself stated the missile will provide food for thought who though, for those who try to threaten Russia. Literally rattling his saber. Saying, I got a sword. I got a sword. That's what saber rattling is. Well, it's a step beyond the early saber rattling where it was just like, you know, they announced we've put our nuclear forces on high alert. And then a couple of words. He actually fired his newest missile to show that we have one and it works and said, think about that for a second. All right. I don't want to cower in the face of that because we have those two. So but anyway, that seems like a significant thing. Yeah, it's a gesture. But I, I think it's only a gesture. Then pummel the bastard. There you go. Um, okay, in, in Ukraine, where it's okay, but not over the border, where it would not be okay. Which is, you know, geopolitics is weird sometimes when you break it down in childlike terms. Break it down! But you have to leave your childlike terms behind, Jack, when you attend a college or university. No, you don't, actually. 
Not hardly. Anyway, uh, we're going to get into this discussion by bringing you a bit of news. Perhaps you've heard that the Biden administration is going to expand access to student loan debt forgiveness for millions of people, which is an extremely controversial, ill-advised, regressive, (laughs) making the poor pay for the rich, bizarro idea aimed purely at courting the I-got-a-useless-degree crowd. Um, and, and the Wall Street Journal's coverage of this is pretty good and pretty uh, pretty capable in the usual way. I'm not going to bore you with it. Uh, but down about five para- about ten paragraphs into it, I came across this. Borrowers and members of both parties in Congress have criticized the current program as broken. Now, this program has existed for 30 years. A 2021 study of government data found that just 32 borrowers out of 8 million enrolled in the program successfully and had their debt forgiven after decades of payments. 32 people in 30 years have successfully engaged in the current federal program where you pay a certain percentage of your income for like 20, 25 years, and then you're forgiven if there's any left. 32 people. What's it cost to administrate that program, I wonder, over three decades? You read my mind. They don't mention that in the Wall Street Journal article. What is their budget? How many people work for this, whatever, whoever's handling it? It's part of the Department of Education, I guess. What would you guess? Guaranteed double digits, right? What, the number of people? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I would guess probably triple. Wow. So hundreds of people... Doing that for 30 years and helping a couple people. Well, and it might be hard to separate out who works for what and how big a part of the budget this particular program is. But um, I've heard about it for for ages. 32 people. Unbelievable. There are more people in your kid's second grade class right now. Well, saying Uh, it exists is the political win. That's why it exists. So you can say it exists. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Well said. Uh, and uh, Fox News is covering the same thing and went out and talked to a bunch of college students. And, and granted, you know, they may have picked and chosen a little bit, as, as journalist outfits do, but I was gratified that they ran into a bunch of college students um, who said, uh, for instance, here's, uh, well, you don't know their unless you live next to them, you don't care what their name is. It's a college student, said, well, forgiving student loan isn't going to help the actual problem. That's the high cost of college, uh, said one. Said another undergrad, this isn't going to solve the root cause of the problem. I believe the student loan debt forgiveness is only going to contribute to making college more expensive when the federal government starts pumping money into higher education and financing higher education. Hey, that kid learned something. Yeah, that one of the few. Uh, here's another undergrad. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, that's an uh, expert who says we're making 18-year-olds make these lifelong decisions on a lot of money. Um, but I was really pleased to see the number of college students who came out and said, this isn't going to help the problem. The problem is college is inexplicably, horrifically expensive, which leads us to uh, some pretty uh, interesting stuff Bill Maher said recently. Yeah, really expensive and to a certain extent pointless, as we've talked about a number of times over the years. So let's get to that right after we tell you about the best security system that you can get. 
according to people who, you know, rate these sorts of things. It's Simply Safe. Yep, Simply Safe Home Security rated the best by multiple publications. They want us to tell the story of Terry, who got a call from Simply Safe's 24-7 professional monitoring center. They let her know her system had detected water in the basement. And you know how it is. I mean, an inch of flooding could cause tens of thousands of dollars in damage. Thankfully, Simply Safe had detected the water just moments after the leaking had started. And uh, Terry called her neighbor, got it taken care of. So not only will they send the cops and firefighters, they'll help you with stuff like that. Protecting against floods is just one of the reasons more than 4 million people trust their home protection to Simply Safe. Less than a dollar a day. Yep. Yep. No hidden fees, no long term contracts. Uh, they got their uh, wireless outdoor security camera alert you if any randos are menacing your front door, even if you're not home. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Customize the perfect system for your home. Go today, claim a free indoor security camera, plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong, simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. So I don't know how my YouTube algorithm sent me this. Bill Maher did this on his show a while back, but he was on the subject of college today, and his crowd often wasn't digging what he had to say, but here's a little Bill Maher. Colleges have turned into giant luxury daycare centers with overpaid babysitters anxious to indulge every student whim. The University of Missouri has a river grotto inspired by the Playboy Mansion. (laughs) Texas Tech has one of the largest water parks in the country that includes a 25-person hot tub, tanning deck, water slide, and a lazy river. (laughs) A third of students now spend less than five hours a week studying, and when they do, it's for their onerous magnum cum course load of sports marketing, history through Twitter, (laughs) advanced racist spotting, intro to microaggressions, and you owe me an apology 101. That's fabulous. Advanced racist spotting. (laughs) That's perfect. Yeah, that's a third of students spend less than five hours a week studying. Holy crap! Five hours. Why are you there? I'm stunned by that. Look, I'm not 90 years old, and I was no paragon of academic achievement, but that that's like a day. Yeah, if you've got at all a hard major. You should be studying five hours a day, probably. A wheezy or an easy major, you take it all seriously. That's unbelievable. Yeah, good point. Uh, more from Bill Maher. Why is China kicking our ass? Because in 2019, we issued more undergrad degrees in visual and performing arts <laughs> than in computer and information science or math. Say what you want about Lori Laughlin. At least she understood that one good scam deserves another. <laughs> And in the immortal words of her daughter, Olivia Jade, I don't know how much school I'm going to attend, but I do want the experience of, like, game days and partying. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not paying for that. In 1960, colleges awarded A's to 15% of the students. Well, now it's 45%, and it's not because they got smarter. Colleges are businesses selling a consumer product for hundreds of thousands of dollars, and they want to give the customers what they want, a magical piece of paper called a diploma. But that's only the beginning of the scam. A wannabe librarian needs a master's degree just to get an entry-level job filing books. You know, I've heard this from so many 
nurses and teachers and administrators <clears throat> rolling their eyes when relating how they needed to take some course in order to advance in their field. When really they already learned what they need by working the job. Yeah, that's a, that, there, that's, there's so much good stuff there. You can talk for an hour about like each of eight subjects in there. Right. I, right. I, I love the Lori Laughlin, you know, the people that were cheating their kids into college. One good scam deserves another. Yeah, you can't blame the rich and powerful for saying, hey, the whole thing is phony anyway, all right? They're just going to hang out with friends and party. They don't actually study. They're just getting a degree because that's what you do in the modern world. It's all phony. So, yeah, I'm going to be phony, too. Well, and the universities are so clearly not what they were. It's like our discussion about journalism, which is now not about calling the powerful to account at all. Um, universities used to be a place that would cram you so full of information. You, you, you know, you spent uh, just 20 hours a day studying and the rest of it. And very, very few people were recognized as excellent. Now you pay a huge amount of money. You float down your water slide or whatever, or your lazy river. They give you a degree. They're diploma mills. That's all they are. You pay exorbitant costs. They have zillions of deans and directors of diversity, equity, and inclusion who make hundreds of thousands of dollars. It has become a top-heavy and obscene scam. Yeah, and let's get into the cost of it with a little bit more from Bill Maher. And because it's so necessary, colleges can charge whatever they want. Since 1985, the average cost of college has risen 500%. What other business? It doubles every nine years. Every year it increases at four times the rate of inflation. And yet no one knows how to change a tire. The answer isn't to make college free. The answer is to make it more unnecessary, which it is for most jobs. So that the two-thirds of Americans who either can't afford to or just don't want to go don't feel shut out. Yeah, that's an interesting uh, angle and topic, too. There was a uh, an op-ed that got a whole bunch of attention the other day. I'll have to dig it up from uh, McCorder. What's his first name? We like oh, him. Oh, Josh. James. Jimmy. Jim. Anyway, um, he wrote a piece Nickel. on the uh, the um, how unnecessary college is for so many people now. And he went through some of the stats that Bill Maher was in. He got a tremendous amount of pushback, obviously, from the, you know, the, the, the crowd that thinks it's mandatory. For, I've heard people describe it with the caste system that we have in the United States is did you go to college or not, and, and and that plays such a role. But he was making the argument that back in the day, kind of what you were just talking about, that it wasn't seen as a tragedy that a that a small percentage of people went to college. There was only a small percentage of people that needed to go to college for a variety just, of reasons. And to circle back to where I began the segment, now the left is uh, is decry or is uh, announcing that the uh, Uber drivers and air conditioner repairmen and plumbers of the world ought to be footing the bill for the kids who floated down the lazy lazy river and didn't study by debt forgiveness. Where do you think that money's going to come from? Taxpayers, duh, working people. It's it's a, an obscene uh, sort of regressive it's just it's indescribable. It's garbage. And to per- pitch it as progressive is absolutely amazing. You can weigh in on the text line um at 415295KFTC the Alamo of Ukraine is going on right now and the Washington Post talked to one of their leaders who may already be dead. But if you haven't heard that, it's pretty compelling. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. 
The Armstrong and Getty Show. When you talk to people on the streets here, even though they can hear the sounds of those booms, those thuds of artillery in the distance, many of them are still refusing to leave. They say they don't have enough money, they don't have a place to go, and they're unwilling to leave their homes without some kind of a guarantee that there will be something to come back to at the end of this. We crucially need help now. We can only defend our country during the war with the weapons. We expect everything and anything, especially in regards to the capital. Of course, we're waiting for them to come back. That's Mayor Klitschko of Kiev saying they need more weapons. That was Clarissa Ward describing the situation in, I don't know which town, but it doesn't make any difference. They're all similar in that the people need to get out to save their lives, but a lot of them either can't afford to or don't want to leave it because they're, they know they'll never get to come back. At least their home will not exist anymore. And what if in this electronic age, your your bank was bombed to rubble? Right. I mean, and all their computers are gone. How oh, could you access any of your money? Oh, it's hard to imagine the nightmare of the whole thing. I mean, if you really think about it for a second, wherever you worked no longer exists. So you don't have a paycheck. You have a car loan. You have rent. You have all are those things gone. Oh, yeah. Who knows how all that works? It's an ugly, ugly situation. Zelensky, President Zelensky said today, if we had been given the weapons we wanted, we would have already won this war. I don't know if that's true or not. There's no way of knowing. But uh, this story, the Alamo of Ukraine, there will be statues and songs and movies and poems about this for a century in Ukraine and maybe all around the world. Yesterday, the Washington Post talked to a commander who is inside that steel plant in Mariupol, surrounded by Russians and knowing he is going to die. In the most extensive comments to Western media, Major Volnia of the 36th Separate Marine Brigade, whose forces have been holding out in that iron and steel works against a Russian force that vastly outnumbers them, told the Washington Post that his soldiers would continue to conduct combat operations and to complete our military tasks as long as we receive them. We will not lay down our weapons, he said. Speaking over a crackling connection made possible by satellite, he said his forces would not repeat the mistake made by others, trusting Russian guarantees of safe passage, only to see the Russians break their word and open fire. No one believes the Russians. In other words, they got no choice but to stay and fight. Yeah. I mean, nothing, if you're a, if you're a patriot and a soldier, nothing would be worse than you surrender and as you're walking out, you're shot. Damn it, if that's going to happen, I'm going to go down taking you bastards out. Volnia made an impassioned plea to world leaders, especially President Biden, to conduct an extraction in which a third country would assure the security of troops and civilians leaving Mariupol. Russia's military of defense issued a deadline yesterday that expired about four hours ago, saying, if you don't surrender by then, we're going to kill you all. Uh, they, they They didn't surrender, and the deadline has come and gone. Um, the commander said the plant holds at least 500 wounded people, including civilians. It's in the basement where people just rot. There's no medication, he said. The fighters and civilians inhabit an underground system of tunnels that allow them to protect injured civilians and provide minimal medical care. These tunnels were designed to withstand all kinds of bombs and missiles, by the way. So if the Russians are going to kill them, they're either going to have to starve them out or go in there and take them out. Ugh, the commander wow. declined to disclose the number of fighters in the plant, which also includes 
members of a battalion that's part of Ukraine's National Guard, policemen and other border guards. He called the situation tragic and critical, and he appealed very strongly to President Biden to help save the soldiers and the civilians who had fallen into this trap. There are said to be around a thousand men, women and elderly in there, along with however many fighters. He said this could be through a military operation, them being rescued, with all necessary military means or a political agreement with another country or a non-military organization like the Red Cross guaranteeing Ukrainian safe passage. We very much hope that President Biden will hear us and help resolve our situation. We believe that this is one of the very few people who can really influence and solve the situation in a short time. By the way, this... If you're trying to picture this iron and steel plant, it's one of the largest factories in Europe. It stretches over four square miles, so it's wow. giant. And it is now a fortress-like shelter full of people that are going to most likely die or maybe already are dead. The same commander told the Washington Post earlier in the show while we were on that he thought it might be over in a couple of hours. Uh, with no assistance and cut off from the outside world, They're relying on each other to survive. He is sleeping two or three hours a night in a wet basement. Man, that is a rough, rough story. Armstrong and Getty. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why games. Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.